Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, April 28th, and we start with local news. The Well Outreach Food Pantry in Spring Hill kicked off its new grant-funded program, Our Chance, last week, which will focus on connecting families with resources and support to break the cycle of poverty. Spring Hill Mayor Jim Hageman, Murray County Chamber of Commerce, Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce, and supporters celebrated the new program and newly converted wing of the Well Building with a ribbon-cutting ceremony and grand opening of Our Chance. Two family coaches join the staff at the well through the Our Chance program, who will walk with families by helping them define and meet their goals to meet and reach financial stability. With this initiative, we hope to move families out of poverty and affect change, said the well's director, Shelley Sasson. The mission of the well is to be the hands and feet of Christ and support those in need emotionally, physically, and spiritually. We have done a great job physically through offering the gift of food and spiritually by offering Christ's love and companionship, but it's always been difficult on the emotional side because it meant going deeper with people to change trends and get people additional assistance, she said. The Our Chance program will work with 75 local Murray County families in need to help move them into a position of greater economic and financial stability. To accomplish this, the well will offer family coaching services, plus connect families to the resources of transportation, housing, child care, education, and employment. Partnering with the Martha O'Brien Center in Nashville, the well represented Murray County on the Grant Steering Committee, aiding in the seven-county initiative to win one of seven $25 million TANF grant award, grants awarded statewide. The well, serving as the Murray County Grant Administrator, will partner with the Tennessee Alliance for Economic Mobility Team, a public-private partnership of 31 organizations across all seven counties. The goal of the Our Chance program is to provide support to families attempting to move through the benefits cliff as they try to improve their jobs and lifestyle, Marielle Levecchio, director of Tennessee Alliance of Economic Mobility, said. Our hope is to support families in transitioning off of public benefits with more peace of mind and be able to connect with places like The Well and talk to a coach who will help them in achieving their goals and face any barriers to childcare, transportation, housing, and health, she said. Local communities are in the best position to help solve complex problems like the cycle of poverty and other issues families might face, Lavecchio said, and places like the well can provide a safety net for families to promote change. The well program director, Joseph Knapp, said the well strives to connect and give time to every family that walks through the door, but the coaches will be able to give families more individualized attention. During conversations, we start to hear their story and start to understand what might be the best way to help and connect them with services, Knapp said. We also want to help them through the benefits cliff, where sometimes they lose resources when they are doing better financially, such as getting a better job. We are trying to life help families through their struggles in life, he said. Spring Hill Mayor Jim Hageman praised the new program that will help struggling families. I love being a representative of Spring Hill and supporting things that are, are good for our citizens, especially when there is something that serves the underserved, Hageman said. The program is made possible through the Tennessee Department of Human Services' first phase of the Tennessee Opportunity Pilot Initiative, which initiated the grant process.
Yesterday, Universal Screen, a new health and drug screening clinic, opened in Neapolis. WKOM WKRM's Delk Kennedy attended the ribbon cutting and learned all about the new business. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I am in Neapolis, near Spring Hill. I'm at the grand opening and ribbon cutting for Universal Screen. I'm speaking with Lucy Gallimore, who is the owner and founder of Universal Screen. Lucy, what does Universal Screen do? Well, I must say, Universal Screen is a clinic, and we we embody screening individuals from an individual perspective and from a a company perspective in any fashion. We do drug testing, employment screening, background screening, all those services so that those decision makers will have the information they need to make an informed decision. Okay. Uh, What type of uh, businesses would want to use the services of Universal Screen? Oh, I tell you, we are we, we are in need for individuals when they have to be screening in any, fa- any fashion. Of course, employers for onboarding their employees. We provide that information they need to make the informed decision. And individuals that are dealing with court, any any uh, child custody issue, divorce issues, we are able to provide those services that are needed and requested by the courts. That's amazing. Now, you are the owner and founder of Universal Screen. Tell me your, tell me your story. Well, I must say, I'm originally, uh, I'm a Tennessee transplant, uh, by the way, of Georgia. I've been here 20-something years. I am the sixth of seven children. Came here as a result of my husband's, husband's job. I was home raising my children until they were in about the seventh or eighth grade. And felt like I wasn't providing enough and stepped out and, you know, began to work myself. And the Lord opened, allowed me to open up Universal Screen in 2009 as just simply drug testing. I originally started in my home going out doing on, on, uh, on-site or post-accident screening. And from there, we just began to grow, and the Lord just began to bless us, and we're here. (laughs) And this is the grand opening and ribbon-cutting for um, your new location right here in Neapolis. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. Now, for more information about your services, where do people go? You can go to www.univscreen.com, or you can call 931 Three three four six two eight zero, which is my sale for any after hours, or nine three one four eight nine zero zero four five. That is the office number. All right, give me those numbers one more time. Nine three one four eight nine zero zero four five is the office, and nine three one three three four six two eight zero is the after hours number. And I would like to say that we are twenty four seven. We are the only company here in the county, or in Murray County, or I'd say any of the surrounding county that go on site, provide after hours screening and on site screening. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, again, Delp Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm in Neapolis this afternoon. I'm at the grand opening and ribbon cutting of the new location of Universal Screen. I've been speaking with Lucy Gallimore, founder and owner of Universal Screen. Lucy, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm, 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 I'm humble. <laughs> The Murray County Public School Board voted down the establishment of an American Classical Academy charter school in Murray County on Tuesday at a special called meeting due to academic and operational deficiencies in the application. 
The board voted 5-6, to six, disapproving the charter school that would seek to enroll 320 children in a K-5 through school, free of tuition, but drawing from state public school funds. The five board members who voted in favor of the charter school application included Kristen Schull, Laura Nutt, Steve McGee, Jackson Carter, and board chairman Michael Fulbright, who made the motion to approve the charter. The six board members who voted against the application are Jamila Brown, Will Sims, Betty Kinzer, Marlena Irvin, Austin Hooper, and Wayne Lindsay. However, the fate of the charter school is not finished in Murray County. ACA has the opportunity to revise the deficiencies and submit an amended application based on feedback from the review committee and the board within 30 days of another review, for another review rather. The review committee would have 60 days to review the amended application, which would again be reviewed in June and July. Nutt and Lindsay served on the 11-member review committee, comprised of principals, assistant principals, two school board members, community members, and Superintendent Lisa Ventura, who evaluated the 500-plus page charter school application over the past several months. Ventura reviewed the scoring rubric before the board following an hour-long public comment segment, explaining that due to the significant deficiencies in the application, the committee recommends disapproval of the ACA charter school. I want to remind school board members of just a few things. First thing is whether the people in this room define a charter school as a public school or not is not what I'm here to debate. However, the rubric that is used to score the charter school application, the review team is put together and obligated to use that rubric. We do not need to go beyond that rubric in the recommendations, Ventura said. At no time in this application does the review team look at the cost of the school. That is your job, she added. During public comments, locally elected leaders, Representative Scott Sapicki and Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt, whose comments were shared by a letter read aloud by a constituent, expressed support of the charter school, favoring parent choice and giving students more opportunities to achieve. Sapicki said because the school district will receive $17 million more next fiscal year due to the new TISA funding, replacing the former basic education program state formula, now could be the time to embrace a charter. I've studied this charter school issue in Shelby and Davidson and across Tennessee and have great have seen a great many success stories, Sapicki said, reaching 11% higher scores than the public district. We should be deciding whether a charter school provides opportunities for students, he said. High school teachers that I talked to explained that students coming up from middle school are two or three grade levels behind. Their opportunities are next to nothing. Our state corrections department uses the third grade literacy scores to determine how many beds we need in our prisons, he said. Twelve constituents spoke, six for and six against the charter school. Proponents explained their support in giving parents the right to choose the education best for their children, while offering an alternative to Murray County Public Schools' record of underperformance, scoring just over 30% in reading and math proficiency among students in grades 3 through 8. Those in opposition, including some parents and current and past educators, cited the significant loss of public education dollars Murray County Public Schools could face. The per-pupil expenditure in Murray County is $9,744, according to the 2021-2022 state report card, which is approximately the amount of state, county, and federal funding that could follow up to 320 students if the charter were approved, potentially funneling over $3.1 million into the charter school. Constituent Diane Davis, who is against the charter school, questions its its feasibility and funding. 
It is not okay to give this priority funding when we need to fund teacher salaries, learning disabilities, and applications that support our students, transportation, and basic items in the school budget, Davis said. Where would the school system cut the budget to afford a charter school, she asked. Davis asked whether more taxes, tax increases rather, would be proposed each year to make up the cost. She also pointed out that Murray County Public Schools closed schools in minority neighborhoods while opening and funding new ones in other parts of the county. We are closing schools in minority neighborhoods, yet we continue to fully fund unit schools that exist with private school-level enrollment. Yet, we did not have the money to repair McDowell Elementary. How do we now have money to funnel to a public charter school, she asked. Opponents also raised concerns over the lack of transportation, including no buses provided during the school's first year, which would eliminate many underserved families from choosing to attend the charter school. Upholding a diverse student population also became an area of concern, raising questions about how the school would choose a location in the county to draw from all populations of students. The committee's main analysis of the application determined that the ACA application did not fully meet state academic standards, according to Ventura, who summarized the results of a 37-page state-devised scoring rubric. Among three qualifying categories of academic, operational, and financial feasibility, ratings were scored as meets or exceeds standards, partially meets standards, or does not meet standards. The review committee gave ACA a score of does not meet standards in multiple categories related to academic standards, citing concerns that the charter has not yet completed an alignment of state academic standards or laid out specific ways the school would serve students with disabilities. Other concerns included lack of transportation and not yet securing vendors for school lunch or janitorial staff. The committee report showed concerns related to implementing the state's response to intervention framework that provides academic interventions to struggling students. The committee also wrote that ACA's grading scale does not match state board policy. Ending the application, the board notes that it's concerned that American classical education, which formed a year ago, does not have any operational charter schools at this time. American Classical Academy, a branch of American Classical Education affiliated with Hillsdale College, submitted a 500-page application to five school districts across Middle Tennessee in Jackson, Murray, Montgomery, Robertson, and Rutherford counties. On Monday, Robertson County Schools disapproved the charter application, while on Tuesday, Clarksville-Montgomery School System also disapproved the charter. However, Rutherford County Board of Education approved the charter school on Tuesday evening. Murfreesboro, Clarksville, and Jackson previously denied ACE charter applications in July. However, the school reemerged late last year, filing an application across the five counties. American Classical Education K-12 curriculum was developed through the work of Hillsdale College and with contributions from Hillsdale's member schools, according to its education website. According to ACA applications, curriculum would support mastery of Tennessee state standards through systematic phonics instruction, Singapore math, a focus on American history, civics, government, use of the Socratic method, and the study of Latin beginning in the sixth grade, for example, as well as a focus on the arts and athletics. Cousins Kanye and Ryan Conway were only eight years old when they began writing stories as a hobby. When COVID struck, they decided to put their books together to form a trilogy. With support from family and those in the community, the Cousins self-published their first book, Nightman, which was released last February. 
Now the 18-year-olds are set to release Mammon, the second installment of their three-part science fiction series, with a book signing scheduled this Saturday, April 29th, at the Murray County Public Library. Each book in the series follows a different superhero who hopes to make positive changes in the world around them. Caliente Conway Glenn, mother to Kanye and aunt to Ryan, said the cousins were concerned about kids during COVID. Fearing that what others their age were getting into, Kanye and Ryan turned to their writing in hopes of inspiring others in a time of negativity. I write these books to escape the negativity of this world, Ryan said. All entertainment is an escape, but with our books, it's more positive, he said. Kanye and Ryan said their characters share many of their own personal traits, having based their experiences loosely on their own. Their first book, Nightman, centers around a young man their age going through a crisis. He is witty and disconnected from people around him, and I really relate to that, Ryan said. I created this personality as a reflection of myself, he said. Kanye, having grown up in a one-parent home, leaned on his own upbringing when it came to his creation of the character. Kanye understands what it means to be raised in a single-parent home. He wants his readers to know that even superheroes have real-life problems, Conway Glenn said. The second book, Mammon, which will be released Saturday, centers around a hero from an unexpected place. His destiny is destruction, but he is determined to turn it around for the good of the city, Kanye said. As for future plans, Kanye, who is set to graduate from Spring Hill High School next month, will work in administration while completing a graphics art internship. Ryan, who calls Columbia home but currently attends school in Nashville, has been accepted into Belmont University, where he will major in motion pictures and film. I'm hoping to transform our stories onto screen and make them play out, he said. Conway Glenn, who also acts as the duo's manager, spoke on how proud she is of her son and nephew. When I look at them and what they've done, I tell people I would regret not doing this and showing their talent, she said. I didn't have to beg them to do this, she added. It's always been the flip side. Why not give them a chance to be a light for someone, she asked. The Conways will be signing copies of their new book on Saturday, April 29th from noon until 2 p.m. at the Murray County Public Library, where Kanye also volunteers. Their next book, Magic Elf, is set for a 2024 or 2025 release date. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Betty Jean Worley Malugin, 90, a key puncher operator for CPS in Franklin, died Wednesday, April 26th at Magnolia Healthcare. A graveside service for Mrs. Malugin will be conducted on Tuesday at 2 p.m. at Pleasant Mount Cemetery. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 
320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have cloudy skies early, then partly cloudy skies this afternoon. There will be a light, slight chance of a rain shower. The high will be around 70 degrees with winds out of the west-northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect partly cloudy skies and a low of 49. For your weekend forecast, we'll have mostly cloudy skies with Saturday's highs in the mid-70s and Sunday's highs in the mid-60s. Overnight weekend lows will be in the high 40s. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. 
races. People are crazy about the Lana Breeze. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. As long as Governor Lee signs the bill, Tennesseans won't have to pay taxes on groceries from August through October this year. This would come after the Tennessee General Assembly approved the Tennessee Works Act Thursday. House Bill 323, Senate Bills 275, sponsored by Senator Jack Johnson of Franklin, Representative William Lamberth of Portland, and Representative Mark Cochran of Englewood, features a three-month grocery tax holiday and a paid family leave tax credit for those who want it. As a whole, the act would cut more than $400 million in taxes for Tennessee residents, says the Tennessee Department of Revenue. According to the department, families would save more than $100 in taxes if the bill is signed into law. They cite local governments would get back any tax revenues lost during the time. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee has not signed the act yet, but has declared his support of the legislation. Decades of smart fiscal stewardship have enabled Tennessee to maintain a balanced budget while cutting taxes for Tennessee families and businesses. We are proud to continue that legacy this year by putting dollars back in the pockets of Tennesseans and supporting future economic growth across Tennessee. And I thank the General Assembly for its partnership to promote future growth and opportunity in our state, he said. The law would relieve Tennessee businesses of $150 million. For example, more than 23,000 businesses' excise tax liability would be eliminated. Additionally, at a max of $500,000, the act would remove some business property from franchise tax liability. Moreover, nearly 150,000 Tennessee businesses would not have to file business tax anymore. The department says the act will help Tennessee achieve more economic growth by ensuring the state embraces single sales factor allocation for franchise and excise tax. Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson, one of the previously mentioned bill sponsors, calls the act bold. In Tennessee, we are committed to low taxes, said Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson. We believe that Tennessee businesses and citizens are in the best position to decide how to spend their own money, and this tax cut proposal demonstrates that we practice what we preach. This bold plan will provide more growth opportunities for businesses and financial relief for families on everyday expenses. We are proud to be one of the lowest tax states in the nation, and these tax tax cuts reinforce our dedication to being a pro-business and pro-family state with low taxes, he said. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Spring Hill Middle School is presenting Into the Woods Junior this weekend. Be careful what you wish for, as Stephen Sondheim's and James Lapine's cockeyed fairy tale comes to life in this adaptation of their groundbreaking Tony Award-winning musical. Into the Woods Junior features all of your favorite characters, Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood, Jack and his beanstalk, and the witch, and this lyrically rich retelling of classic Brothers Grimm fables. The musical centers on a baker and his wife who wish to have a child, Cinderella, who wishes to attend the King's Festival, and Jack, who wishes his cow would give milk. When the baker and his wife learn that they cannot have a child because of a witch's curse, the two set off on a journey to break the curse and wind up changed forever. Showtimes are for April 28th at 6 p.m., April 29th at 1.30 and 6.30 p.m., and on April 30th at 1.30 p.m. You can buy tickets at www.onthestage.tickets. Spring Hill Middle School is located at 3501 Cleburne Road in Spring Hill. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend. <laughs>